Welcome to Life Focus with Tony Richards on Spotify for Podcasters. Tony brings you a variety of leadership and life challenges that provide a framework for thought and action. Tony is an author, motivational speaker, teacher, and business coach that drives us to see beyond what we know. Life Focus broadcasts are on Spotify for Podcasters, Breaker, Apple, Google Play, Overcast, Amazon Music, CastBox, Public Radio, YouTube, and other social media platforms. Contact us at arrichards99 at gmail.com or call 701-400-2065. Let's join Tony for this edition of Life Focus. Thank you for joining me today as we explore a topic that is increasingly relevant in our fast-paced world. I'm going to be talking today about distracted focus in leadership. Distracted focus in leadership. You see, in an age of constant connectivity and information overload, the ability to maintain focused leadership has become more challenging, yet more crucial than ever before. Let's start by acknowledging the profound changes in our leadership landscape. I mean, think about it. Think about all of the changes that have happened over the last, just take the last 10 years in leadership. Think about all the technological advances. Think about all the legislative changes. Think about COVID-19. Think about all of the things that have impacted you your business, your family, your community, and how leadership has had to work through a distracted focus and a dysfunctional focus in many respects. Now, I'm not saying that what we're doing is wrong. I'm just saying the challenges have been absolutely incredible. The advent of technology has brought with it un paralleled connectivity, but it has also opened the floodgates to a deluge of distractions. One of the biggest distractions, I think, for organizations regarding technology today is talking about AI. I mean, there are so many opportunities and possibilities to AI, yet there are so many challenges and distractions because we're uncertain and unclear of the directions that we're, we're really moving. Distracted focus in leadership is not merely about being physically present, but mentally absent. Let me rephrase that or re say that. Distracted focus in leadership is not merely about being physically present, but mentally absent. It's about the erosion of engagement, missed deadlines, poor communication, and a decrease in overall productivity. I think one of the main areas that leadership is distracted with today is communicating to a diverse group of people. When you think about all of the areas, and when I talk with people and ask them about what are some of the biggest issues they're facing today, still comes back to the differences and the age gaps of the employees. What do we have? Five generations working in the workforce today. 
imagine how the that opens up the risk and the door for miscommunication, poor communication, decrease in overall productivity. In the 1980s, AIDS arrived on the world stage. It was a new frightening disease with no cure and was rampaging through communities and countries. People believed that you could catch AIDS from touching someone who had it or even sitting on the same toilet seat. Sufferers were shunned and up to 50% of people polled in the U.S. believed that AIDS should be quarantined. On the 19th of April, 1987, Princess Diana, one of the most famous people in the world at that time, opened the first unit in the UK dedicated to treating people with HIV and AIDS. Now, during her visit, here's where the disruption and the distraction of leadership comes. During her visit, she shook the hands of a patient without wearing gloves. And it changed people's perceptions of the disease forever. You see, one of the one of the key things with distracted focus is we start listening to reports. We start reading reports. We start listening to quote unquote experts that are telling us, oh, you should not do this or you should do that or whatever. And in the 80s, when AIDS was so new, people felt that just by touching an AIDS patient, you could get the disease. Because that's what it was believed. And it took the, the distracted focus of one person to say no. And when Princess Diana shook that patient's hand, it changed our perceptions forever. One thing you're doing in your leadership can make a dramatic shift and difference in yourself, in others, in your business, in your community, in your family. Don't be so distracted that you lose sight of what's really needed. Let's look at some signs of distracted leadership. How do I, how do we identify distracted leadership? Because it often manifests itself as a lack of engagement, consistently missed deadlines, poor communication, and a general decrease in team productivity. You see, the consequences are severe and far-reaching. Distracted leadership leads to an erosion of trust, decreased team morale, impaired decision-making, and a negative impact on the organizational culture as a whole, as the country as a whole. Malala grew up in Northwest Pakistan, where the Taliban had often banned girls from attending school. She became a vocal supporter of female education when the Taliban gunman shot her three times in the head in an assassination attempt. She survived and the attack provoked worldwide outage. And in Pakistan, it led to ramification of the right to education bill. Since her recovery, Malala became the youngest person to receive the Nobel Peace Prize, addressed the UN, met world leaders, and founded the nonprofit Malala Fund. 
She did not let the lack of engagement or she could not go to school stop her. She did not allow or let the poor communication, thinking that if we let women and girls into schools, it's going to disrupt our future as a whole, as a, as a people. She did not let the impact, the negative impact that was going through Pakistan on the culture as a whole to stop her. She forged forward, created so much change. And that's what you can do as a leader. Keep forging forward. Don't stop. Don't give in just because others are telling you that it can't be done, that you shouldn't be doing it. You might start a whole movement. Martin Luther King Jr. was the most prominent leader in the American civil rights movement of the 1950s and 60s until his assassination in 1968. He modeled his strategy of civil disobedience and nonviolence on the successes of Mahatma Gandhi and received the Nobel Peace Prize. On October 14, 1964, he made a speech at the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom that continues to inspire people to this day. I have a dream that my four children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. You see, Martin Luther King was, was, was telling a nation, was taking us all by the hand and saying, let's learn from the failures of the past, from the stupid, idiotic, asinine decisions of a group of people that were really ignorant. But I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to fight for a time when my children can be judged by their content of character and not the color of their skin and others as well. He simply never gave up fighting for the cause that he felt transcended his own passion and touched the world forever. Eleanor Roosevelt was a politician, first lady, diplomat, journalist, and activist. She served as the United States delegate for the UN for seven years, was head of the UN Human Rights Commission, and helped write the 1948 UN Declaration of Human Rights. She redefined the role of the first lady and led by example, advocating civil rights for African and Asian Americans the rights of World War II refugees, and for a greater role for women in the workplace and society. Before her death, Eleanor Roosevelt was described as one of the most esteemed women in the world, and her work and legacy still forms cornerstones for society today. She refused to give up. She refused to look at leadership the way it currently was. And she said, I'm going to distract. I'm going to disrupt. And we're going to move forward. You are listening to Life Focus with Tony Richards on Spotify for podcasters. Remember that you can book Tony for your next conference, webinar, retreat, or meeting. Simply contact us at arrichards99 
at gmail.com and put booking in the subject line, and we will be in touch. Let's get back to the podcast. We're talking today about a, a very important issue in leadership, distracted leadership, because we can be distracted in so many different ways, but yet some of it can be very good. Some of it can lead to changes that will change the world forever. Let's identify some personal distractors. Before we address distracted leadership on a broader scale, we must first look inward. What are our personal distractors? What is a distractor for you? What are some things that, you know, no matter what you do, it's a distraction in leadership. Is it social media? Are you constantly battling social media waves that distract and disrupt your leadership? Emails, meetings. What are those personal distractors for you that not only prevent you, in your opinion, for becoming a better and stronger leader, just hold you back. And then what are some of those distractors as you look at them? Think about it from the opposite angle. Why are they holding me back? And what can I do to make them change? To turn them into constructive modes and models. Can you identify these? Can you identify personal distractors for your family, for your employees, for your community? Distractors that prevent leadership in these environments from being shaped and to grow? Sometimes we have to reach out and help others with their personal distractors before we can really understand the importance that that distractor was for us in our distraction. In 2010, a collapse at the San Jose Copper Gold Mine in Northern Chile trapped 33 men, 700 meters underground. Foreman Luis Urzua immediately recognized the seriousness of the accident and took charge. Organizing the men for a long-term survival situation and helping them cope mentally with the situation he made detailed maps of the area to help with the rescue effort and coordinated closely with engineers on the surface. You see, sometimes we have to understand and grasp the magnitude of the situation to help others. Sometimes the distractor is there so that we not only can help others, but we can learn and grow ourselves, and we can find something out about ourselves too. How we react as a leader when our leadership has been distracted. Louise was the last man to be rescued and remained cool and calm under the pressure. Merely remarking, it's been a bit of a long shift. My gosh, love to have that man working for me. 
It's been a bit of a long shift. You see, what he's really saying is the distraction was there for a reason, and I embraced it. I did not let it get me down. How many of you let the first distraction in your leadership come along and you're destroyed? It's over. Why am I in this position? I don't need to be here. I need to get out of here. I need to change when maybe, in fact, it's where you absolutely need to be. Don't give up on yourself. Don't become a distraction to yourself. The impact on team dynamics. Recognizing that the distracted focus of a leader has a cascading effect on team dynamics. It leads to communication breakdowns, decreased motivation among team members, and an overall decline in productivity. You have to recognize where you are first. And you have to recognize that there's a distraction that's that I'm facing. And maybe I have been facing this. Maybe my team has been facing this. Maybe my family has been facing this. Maybe my country has been facing this. On the 1st of December, 1955, in segregated Alabama, Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat in the colored section of a bus to a white passenger when ordered to do so by the driver. Her non-action had her arrested. Did you ever get quote-unquote arrested for a non-action you did from a distraction in leadership? See, she lost her job, received death threats for many years. However, her action became a powerful symbol of the modern civil rights movement, and Rosa became an international icon. She went on to organize and collaborate with civil rights leaders, wrote an autobiography, and was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom and Congressional Gold Medal. The United States Congress called her the First Lady of Human Rights. You see, when we get distracted and it becomes a habit, we tend to just put it aside, we put our blinders on, and we walk through life just the way it is with everyone else, like nothing's happening, ignorant to what really might be a great solution. She took that distracted focus and became the leader of a movement for good. She became a leader that said, you know what? We can advance together. We can sit down as one people, even on a bus. Strategies to overcome distracted focus. Let's explore practical strategies to overcome distracted focus. Some of these include time blocking, Setting clear boundaries, effective delegation, mindful utilization of technology. These are just some key approaches. But let's look at some other key areas that you might have issues with when your focus has become distracted in leadership. Number one, be aware of your triggers. What are the things that tend to distract you? We all have distraction triggers. Is it the phone call? Is it emails? Is it the noise outside? Is it the people walking by your office? What are those trigger points for you that tend to distract you and your leadership? 
Number two, eliminate unnecessary distractions. What can I do about it? What can I do about the noise outside? Maybe I can move to another office or another space. Maybe I can just try closing the window. Maybe I can close my door to reduce the distraction from people walking by. Number three, focus on one thing at a time. And in today's get it done yesterday, multitasking world that we live in, I really believe this is a major cause for distraction and leadership is we are forced to try to do 50 things at one time. When if we took the time to focus on one thing, what a difference it would make. To-do lists can help. Time blocks on uh, time management can help. But I really think that if we can get to the point where we can focus on one thing at a time, it's going to make such a difference. Number four, take breaks regularly. Because of the fact that we're multitasking and doing so many things, our mind needs that one-minute shutdown. Our, Our mind needs to say, whoa, hold on. I believe teachers in schools need some place to go to get away for one or two minutes, a mindfulness room, and just relax. Decompress and recompose and regroup my thoughts and my actions. Number five, learn to say no. We still in this world have a very difficult time saying no. And even with more things thrown at us today, it becomes harder. Number six, reduced meetings. I'm going to go back for just a moment to learn to say no. There's a great book. It's called uh, Taking the Monkey Off Your Back. can't remember who wrote it, but, but look it up on Google or somewhere if you're having that issue. Reduce meetings. Oh, we are a meeting to death society, aren't we? I mean, if we're not meeting even over... <laughs> I remember a board of directors one time that was in a meeting and voted to vote on when to have the next meeting. I'm like, oh my gosh, reduce meetings. Number seven, use your peak productivity periods wisely. Do you know when you're the most effective? I know when I am. It's the early morning and in the evening. I could live in one of those countries where you take siestas in the afternoon because my mind goes to jello about one o'clock till about 4, 4.30. And it's something we do. We all have peak periods of performance. Use them wise, wisely. Delegate and build a strong team. Don't be afraid to delegate. Nobody's going to after your job. They don't want it. They don't want the responsibilities you do. And if they do, teach them all about it and then help them move on. Delegate. Lead by example. Walk the talk. If you say you're going to do it, do it and communicate for understanding, especially in, in, in today's environment. It's so important that we communicate properly, effectively, and we do it with transparency and develop a focused culture. You see, as leaders, we have the power to shape our organizational culture by leading by example by fostering a mindful environment, encouraging open communication, celebrating successes, we can develop a culture of focused leadership. Focused leadership. While connectivity is essential, finding a healthy balance is equally crucial. 
establishing a no meeting time and encouraging periodic disconnection can contribute to renewed focus and productivity. Imagine that. I'm going to set a meeting for no meeting. I have a friend who does that. He'll look at his week, either Friday afternoon or Monday morning, because he really works very hard to reserve his weekends for him and his family. What he does is he will look at his calendar and he will say like from 11 to 1130, he'll just say meeting. That's all it is. When it just says meeting, then it's his clue to know that's my time where I can do what I, I can get my emails done. I can make my phone calls. I really don't have a meeting, but people think I do. Although people know now that there's no meeting, but they know what they learned is I don't bother him. That's his time. And others have done it as well. And they're finding they're becoming much more productive. Hey, I want to know your thoughts, your questions, and your experiences regarding what you do with distracted leadership, distracted focus. How do you keep on track? How do you train your staff to keep on track? Email me at arrichards99 at gmail.com. I really want to know. Text me or call me 701-400-2065. Go on LinkedIn. Leave me a message. I want to know. I think it's so important. And when we talk about it, I'll, I'll definitely credit you with it. Because you see, we're all in this together. We have to engage each other together. So in conclusion, I, I want to express my sincere gratitude for your time and engagement today on this podcast, because it may have been a distraction for you. And it, I want you to create a prioritizing focus in leadership. And I want you to understand that we're working towards a commitment to the success and well-being of yourself, your team, your organization, your family, your community, as you navigate the complex landscape of leadership. I encourage you to prioritize uninterrupted focus. May your leadership be characterized by clarity, engagement, undivided attention, and yourself and helping others to learn, to develop, to grow, and go forward. Thank you for listening to Life Focus with Tony Richards. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast and will put to use in your daily life. Life Focus podcasts are aired every Tuesday and Friday, but previous shows are available daily. If you enjoyed today's or any previous episodes and would like the expanded programs or have Tony present to you or your group or audience, simply contact us at arrichards99 at gmail.com and put podcasts in the subject line or call 701-400-2065 and we will be in touch. Have a blessed day and in all you do, go forward.